Hi there, you're listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast, where we help emerging leaders get unstuck so that they can start creating opportunities. I'm Daniel Eccles, and I've helped hundreds of emerging leaders as a certified career counselor and a personal and professional development nerd. I love sharing big ideas and stories of how emerging leaders like you have gone from feeling stuck to creating huge opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So join me as I talk to subject matter experts and other emerging leaders about opportunity creating best practices and repeatable actions that you can apply to your life today so that you can get unstuck and start creating opportunities. The NFL may be the pinnacle of professional sports in the United States. An NFL athlete must be well-trained, and they have to be in order to reach such a high level. And because of this, we tend to look up to these athletes and assume that they have their life all together. But ultimately, it doesn't matter whether you're an NFL superstar or a kid from the south side of Chicago or an emerging leader like yourself, you're going to get stuck once or twice in your life. Well, today's guest, Lamoris Crawford, knows a bit about both of those worlds. He grew up in gangs on the south side of Chicago, and he's gone from there and experiencing a life of poverty to where he is now, which is hanging out with professional athletes as an NFL chaplain at the Cincinnati Bengals, and then more recently as a marriage and family pastor at Relentless Church in South Carolina. Now, in this episode of Learned Opportunity, Lamoris shares with us his experience of helping professional athletes get unstuck so that they can have better marriages and better personal and professional lives. It's about holistic growth as leaders. So if Lamoris can help NFL players from the Cincinnati Bengals meet their potential, then surely he has some best practices to help you, an emerging leader, get unstuck so that you can start creating opportunities. So a little bit about what Lamoris is going to talk about in this episode, setting rhythms, the importance of solidifying your identity and who you are. A lot of these NFL superstars, that's the other entire identity is football. And eventually they have to get rid of football. You only can play football for so long unless you're Tom Brady. So also he'll talk a little bit about some of the big dreams that he is dreaming and how it's just a, a good thing to continue to dream big dreams and to never really stop doing that and much, much more. So take some time to say hey to Lamoris on Instagram at Lamoris underscore Crawford. And that will be in the show notes as well. But I'm really excited for you to hear from Lamoris. So let's get to it. Well, hey, Lamoris, it is good to have you on here. It's nice to officially meet you. The last time I saw you, you were speaking at Olivet Nazarene University on Chapel, and we have that connection through Olivet. It's where we both have attended in, in different ways, but I'm excited to actually get to meet you here and, and chat with you in person. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm committed to Olivet alum, so for me, this, this was a no-brainer, bro, so I'm excited. I appreciate that. Well, I introduce you a little bit to listeners, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. What is actually important for listeners to know about Lamoris? Yeah, I think one of the most important things to know is that my upbringing helped shape, shape my passion. Mm. And so growing up in generational poverty, no one went to a high school or college in my family, never met my parents. 
And so I was in a gang and I was selling drugs at a very early age. And because of my atmosphere, that kind of shaped my mentality. And then at 19 years old, I had an encounter that changed my life. And so from that encounter, that calls me to shift my worldview and my why. And because of that, now I have a passion to help pro athletes develop marriages and bring out the potential in people. So that, that upbringing helped me see life in a different way. So I use that now as fuel for me to help people. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, what's something that you're just right now in this season, what, what gets you excited right now? Oh man, what gets me excited is still ministering and leading pro athletes. And so I've done it for 10 years, eight full time. I was a team chaplain to the Cincinnati Bengals for eight years and working with pro athletes for 10. And so, you know, we still mentor couples. I still pour into guys. I got about 60 men. I text twice a week. And so, and that's my, mm-hmm. that's my passion, number one. And then just marriages, relationships. Mm-hmm. I have a passion to see marriages make it, thrive, survive, and actually like let people know you can have a good marriage. I didn't mm-hmm. say easy, but good. <laughs> so right now I would say those kind of my, my two lanes that I've been rocking in and, and I, you know, I don't go out my lane, bro. No, you know, that's good to know where you're, you're headed and, and what you actually care about. That's where you're going to find opportunities. That's, what, that's where you're going to find success and, uh, and have fruit for sure. So I talk to listeners about helping them get unstuck so that they can start creating opportunities in their future and somebody that you work with professional athletes. And that's somebody that, I mean, we tend to glorify or put mm-hmm. up on a pedestal in our culture. And, and yep. so it might feel like, oh man, these athletes probably have it all together. I mean, they're playing for the Cincinnati Bengals and they're, they're probably getting some good money for that. And they've, they've probably got a lot of things going their way, but where might some of these folks that you work with, these professional athletes, where do you see them getting stuck? Oh man, that's a great, great question. Here's the truth is that it doesn't matter what sphere of influence you have, everybody gets stuck, mm-hmm. right? And so just in this space of pro athletes, some get stuck in making their full identity their football career, mm. right? So it's like, I've been playing since I was, I just talked to a guy, he was a second round pick like three, four days ago. And he was like, this has been all my life from Pop Mm -hmm. Warner to middle school, right? To high school, to college, to the league. Like this all I know. So some athletes can tend to get stuck in making football their identity. And when you make one thing your identity that's fluid, this is very important. When you make something your identity that's fluid, Mm. that's a problem, Mm. right? So in the NFL, the average playing time is between three to four and a half years. That's fluent. Yeah. Right? So your identity, you want to build on something that's solid. And so so that's one area they get stuck in. Another area they get stuck in is really finding and developing their purpose. Mm. And so how do we help them unleash the gifts that God has given them? Right? So I believe every person born has a gift. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter the circumstances in which you came in the earth. Every person has a gift. And when you discover that gift, develop that gift, 
and learn how to give it away, I believe that's the true fulfillment of life. And so helping them get unstuck and recognizing what gift they have outside of that athletic ability, that's another area I, can, I see what guys get stuck. Mm. So were you an athlete yourself? Uh, guide us through your own experience of this identity formation, figuring out who you are and how you are, have come to start helping these professional athletes. Absolutely. Yeah, I played four years of high school and I played a year of college. And for me, my athletic ability was an escape from the pain I grew up in, right? No parents, poverty. There was just a lot of pain. So when I was on a wooden floor or, or right, like that 94 feet kind of was my sanctuary. Mm. So my identity became in that because it gave me two and a half hours not to think of my pain. Mm. And so what I came to, came to learn is it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to have to face that pain if you truly want to grow. And so when I began to face my traumatic childhood, my upbringing, that's when I really began to develop. But yeah, I was an athlete, played high school, college. And then what that encounter happened at 19 years old, that completely shift the trajectory of my life. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that encounter. What was the, the difference that you see from before to after? Absolutely. I had an encounter with Christ. Mm -hmm. And when that event happened, two things were solidified. Number one, I knew what, let, let me backtrack. For 19 years of my life, I thought it was an accident because my mother was a prostitute. Mm. And so I don't know who my dad is. So when I had my encounter with Christ, he totally solidified who I was in him. So that gave me that foundation. Remember, I was talking about being fluid. Mm. See, when I made Christ the foundation, my life was no longer fluid because I began to know who, who I was. And so that put me on a plane to where I could begin to build a life. And so, of course, you think of Matthew 7, where Jesus said there are some who build on the sand, some who build on the rock. In both of those instances, the flood, the floods came and the winds blew. In other words, storms coming. So for the fourth, the first 19 of my life, when, this, when the storms came, I was, I was, oh, my gosh, she broke up with me. I didn't get this scholarship because I had bad grades or, you know, I scored 15 points instead of 25. Right. I'm like, uh, right. Well when my identity was built on a rock, those circumstances didn't mm. move me. It was okay. Like I'm still breathing because I'm breathing. There's hope. So that decision really changed everything for me. And so that, that encounter put me, I, I, I don't even know if I have the words. I yeah. know where I would be had I not had that encounter. And so it totally changed my life. That stability, that that steadiness, that that constant that you found in Christ, it's not a promise that the storm's not going to come. We're going to experience areas of our life where we we feel stuck in uncomfortable and and really hard times. But it's after that, if it wasn't on something stable, if your identity is not on something that is going to outlast that storm on that rock, you're not going to be able to stand in order to then start creating what's next because the storm Absolutely. will come and then pass. So and, are you going to be able to stand or are you going to fall down and not be able to move on past that storm? Yeah. And I, and I say with your comment, uh, 
the promise is they're gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. So it ain't it the promise isn't that they're not gonna come. No, no, no. The promise is they're coming. <laughs> and that's all of us. Mm-hmm. And so how you're building would determine how you're staying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and talk to yourself when maybe you were nineteen, twenty fresh in this new identity and starting to create new opportunities from that identity. What kind of advice, resources, what what word would you have for yourself at at that time? Great question. If I could go back to 19-year-old Lamores, who's newly, new life found in Christ, I would just say, just be a little bolder. Mm. You know, faith is something that would take you further than feelings. Right. Sometimes we can look at things of life and we can feel we can't do it. Right. Or think we can't do it. But faith says yes. And so I would say Lamore, it's like you can still play ball and and love Jesus. Cause I gave him my basketball scholarship. Mm, really? And so yeah, because uh-huh. I, you know, I wanted to be in the church every time the church doors were open. So every time the church doors were open, I was there. Mm. That church became for me a safe haven so i wasn't on the streets i wasn't hanging on the corner you know i was i was in the church so that was a safe haven that it was so much comfort in church for me but yeah i could have still been bold to say you know what i could still play i, I let's see how far we can go with mm-hmm. this thing because god gave me the, the gift the second thing i will say protect my purity mm-hmm. right at 19 years old i had a lot of struggles with things and so I would have been more active in protecting my mind, mm. right? Protecting the things I'm exposing myself to, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. So I would have been a little more just like purposeful in my purity. Mm. Those would be the two things if I could go back. As far as gifting-wise, if I could go back, I started speaking when I was 24. I've been speaking for nearly 20 years. I would have started earlier. Mm. So... I realized that you make history when your story becomes his story. Yeah. You catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can <laughs> so you make history. <laughs> you make, right? You make history when your story becomes a part of his story. Mm. And so I would have started young and, 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 you know, I've been speaking in, you know, inner cities all over the country, churches, universities. I think I would have been a, I would have stepped out a little earlier. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything's in God's timing, but it would, it would sure. have been cool just to dare to dream to do it. Yeah. It, what would have been like not to have waited to have found that purpose, that God-given ability, those giftings? What if you would have been able to experience that a couple of years earlier and then mm-hmm. have that even, you know, just even a couple more years of experience living within that that sweet spot that we're all really to be living in and finding so that took some time though right i mean you can't go back and and be like okay i still play some basketball and continue to be involved maybe you needed to have that break because you were learning something new and that identity switch you just weren't ready yet perhaps absolutely yeah absolutely I agree. I agree 100 percent that, you know, once again, in context of the question, if I could go back. But in the reality is God always prepares you for what he calls you to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So God don't microwave your purpose. He bakes it Mm. right. The world microwaves everything. Get it now. You know, 
let's get this algorithm in front of people so we can get these ads and right it's like everything now if you don't like my post in 15 seconds if you don't retweet me in 25 right like but that's not how the kingdom works god has never worked that way he's always baked purpose because god is more interested in your character than your platform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well what are you learning about right now Oh man, I am learning the, so I started a company called the anatomy of a pro anatomy of a pro. Okay. And basically it's a character and leadership development company. And so it's, it's got two legs. One, it's a speaker's bureau for pro athletes. Mm. So I'm helping pro athletes take their message to the world. And then the other leg is training teaching coaching athletes how to present the anatomy brand Mm. so how how to teach we got seven areas in anatomy right the atom there were the definition of anatomy is pretty much how things are made up what's the anatomy of a pro athlete Mm. Mm -hmm. what's their makeup and so we teach on seven areas that makes the anatomy of a pro so coaching speaker training presenting training so yeah, so that's what I'm learning right now, man. And I got my first client, got them that first booking. So all right, and it's and it's all pro athletes. So yeah, man, it's, it's been it's been cool, it's been a journey, but it's going good. How did that come come up? How did that dream? Yeah. So when I was a chaplain, I would always get requests for guys to come and speak. So I would pretty much do like, okay, this is their speaker fee. Like this is what they need. Da da da. And I'm like, well. The truth about, and and this this is important for the people, your audience to know this, Mm. you get rewarded for the biggest problems that you can solve. Yeah. Right? So why why does the Elon Musk of the world, how do they get to carry that mantle? Well, they solve the delivery problem. Mm. We, We can tell you we'll get to your door what you desire. You don't have to come to us. We're going to come to you. Right. What, what did what did my man Steve Jobs do? Mm. He says, I'm going to I'm going to put something in your hand that's so creative, not only in design, but function that this might be iPhone one. But in 20 years, you're going to want the iPhone 14. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So so what I wanted to do was solve a problem for pro athletes. They're always being pulled on. Right. Mm. How can I do all the legwork? speaker contracts talk about fees travel hotel how about i take care of all that for you all you have to do is show up and give your gift away Hmm. and so it burst the anatomy of a pro what is anatomy of a pro what are some of those seven things i think that you said yeah yeah so the makeup is character leadership family purpose finances so we just kind of give every area what you know, people ask all the time, like, you know, for pro athletes, like, you know, what is it? How do you do what you do? Or, or right. Mm. Documentaries come out about like, why did he blow all this money? Yeah. Like how did, right. Yeah. So our areas are character, mental health, family, finances, purpose, relationship, and platform. Mm. So how can we teach others, whether you're in business, athletics, the principles apply. Mm-hmm. How do we teach in these seven areas the makeup of a pro, how you can become a pro in that area? Mm. 
that makes sense yeah so, i mean it's holistic right, right? i mean if yeah you're not going to really be able to have a great platform or be able to be healthy with your family unless you're also thinking about finance if you're also thinking about your character so you're not going to solve some of those problems for people for your clients unless you're helping them yeah. holistically yep absolutely and, and that's the that's the entire makeup of a human right we glamorize the parts that look good. We neglect the parts that really matter. Mm-hmm. So if you think of all-time CEOs who've done things, right? Like, you know, the Bernie Madoffs of the world and all these men who had gifts, led companies were great leaders, but no character. Mm-hmm. Who marriages were horrible, whose families weren't intact, right? What if we can teach, give you the anatomy of what it means to be a pro dad, to be a pro businessman? right? Mm. To be a pro in your finances, to be a pro in your mental health, right? So yeah, that's the goal, man. Well, so we, we rock it. Yeah. I mean, we think it's just all going to be like these skill sets and stuff. Tim Spiker, who does a leadership consulting group, he talks about it, who based leadership is more important than what based leadership. So what you know how to do, and you might have all this business experience, but people follow a leader that is inwardly sound and others focused. And that comes down to who you are more so than what you're able to do. And consequently, if if that's who you are, you're probably able to do these other things too, (laughs) the remaining amount. Absolutely. Because what we talked about early, all 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 of these people have gifts. Yeah. But it's your responsibility to the, to develop them. So you could have great ideas. You could bring great ideas to the marketplace. And because the it works doesn't mean your marriage as well. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm, that makes mm-hmm. sense? So the holistic leader is, man, I want to come home to an atmosphere of love. Right? Yeah, I signed a deal. I signed a, you know, I, you know, my company just did five million this quarter. My company just did 200 million this company. My company just did a billion this quarter. Mm. Great. But then you come home in an atmosphere where you're not sleeping in the same bed with your wife. Yeah. You don't see your children. You're having suicidal thoughts. You're drinking more. You're smoking more because you think this is numbing what I'm unwilling to face. Mm. So how can we help leaders and go-getters and influencers get to the base of who they really are so they can have a platform that will last, right? Because when you think of these things, like it breaks my heart to think that Steve Jobs' children doesn't own Apple. Mm. It breaks my heart to think of what happened to Brady Madoff's children. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm just going. I'm just giving these examples, right? Like, like when we think of these anatomy things, we think legacy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's the you word. see what I'm saying. That's the word. You know, right you know what I'm saying. So that's the goal: legacy. That's cool. That's really cool. That sounds like a really exciting and a cool dream. And something that you were just talking about before we started recording was that you were just doing some some dream work today with your wife. You guys have a, a practice of going out and, and chatting about what's next, what's coming down the road. That's an important thing. And you're not going to necessarily find opportunities unless you're putting some things like that on the side here. Right. Absolutely. What yeah. are what are things like that? Do you kind of have these rhythms set that that help you come up with that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, man. It's one. It's it's intentional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other things we have like setting time. Like as we speak, dreaming. She's up there editing my book. 
Hmm. Right. So I got to I'm, I'm self-publishing my first devotional. Awesome. So, right. So she's up there editing it. You know, when she it's we, we all right, this is how we say it for relationship, for marriage. Mm-hmm. God has a call on your life. God has a call on her life. But God has a call for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And so God uniquely gifted you two to do something. But then that union, that covenant is designed for y'all to do something in the earth together. Mm. So if you're going to do it together, you might as well sit down and dream together, talk strategy together. So one of one of our rhythms is our dream day. Go to coffee shop, you know, work on what we're dreaming about. I'll, sh- I'll share what we're dreaming about in a second next. This is anyway, we also have date night. So every Tuesday is that date night. Our kids know it. Everybody know it. Yo. You call me, bro. I can't even do it. Date night, bam, mm-hmm. right? It's that's a rhythm for us. Yeah, and you have to you have right? to dive that up with boundaries too. You know. Yes, yes. All rhythms have boundaries. Mm-hmm. If your rhythm does not have a boundary, you're saying to that moment, it's not important for what you want later. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's another rhythm for us. We do dates. I have four children. We do date days with all of our kids. That's great. So we take each of our kids one at a time on a date. That's a rhythm for us. So that's next week. So we start at nine o'clock in the morning because one of our kids want breakfast. So we go to a breakfast spot. One like, right? So we'll, so in the same day, we'll knock them out. One, two, three, four. All four of them suckers. Like it's like a full day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a rhythm. Yeah. So that's just a few of our rhythms. I disciple my wife. So that's a rhythm for us. We do a Bible study together in the mornings. That's a rhythm for us. So yeah, that's a few of the Crawford rhythms, man. That's cool. Yeah, I love that intentionality. And sometimes those rhythms might feel limiting because you have to set up boundaries and make sure that you're keeping with them. But also accepting those limits is creating so many opportunities for you, for your wife, for your family, for your children. And that takes that intentionality. So you gave a little bit of a tease there. What What are you dreaming about today? I saw for about the last through two and a half years, we had in our heart that we want to do marriage retreat weekends for pro athletes. Mm. So we've been trusting the Lord, believing the Lord for property where we can host pro athletes for marriage weekends. And so we found a priest of property. Oh gosh. That's awesome. In, in Seneca, South Carolina. Mm. And so Man, I, bro, so we, it, it's just exciting because we've had things in properties that we thought was it and they just fell through, fell through, fell through. We didn't understand. And we haven't pursued this one yet because the dollar amount is for real, <laughs> but our, our dad owns a cattle on a thousand here. So we're going to trust him for it. Mm. And we just want to help people, man. That's mm. it. We, we want to help people. We want to help. The divorce rate in the NFL alone is almost 75%. Wow. That's that's wow. not the NBA. That's not the NBA. That's not NHL. That's not soccer. That's just the NFL. Uh, so, man, we want to create a space for all pro athletes to come fly in on a Thursday, Thursday night kickoff, all day Friday, all day Saturday, Sunday fly home, man, and, and pray that that weekend can reignite love and passion and commitment mm-hmm. and right. So, so yeah, so we just go, we just trusted the Lord, bro. It's the property 
it's two they want 2.8 million for it <laughs> just have that lying around so, right yeah right exactly <laughs> so but i i i think to myself you know the world spent 2.8 million on dumb stuff why can't we believe god to do it to help lives mm. so mm. yeah that's where we at man so yeah, we can find good. plenty of money for uh, like i was telling somebody like these lord of the rings tv series episodes right mm-hmm. now most yep. expensive tv episodes in the history of of wow. humanity they're like 70 plus million per episode no way if we can find money to make a beautiful one hour episode for a series on amazon wow you know 2.8 is nothing (laughs) nothing that's easy work man that's a drop in a that's a that's this much compared to 70 million oh yeah oh yeah episode i've watched them all by the way oh they're super good yeah they are i mean you can see where that 70 plus million (laughs) is really really good stuff but so how would how would people connect with you if they're interested in learning more participating in some of the exciting things that that you're doing maybe you know dropping 2.8 million Mm dollars there for you if uh, somebody wants to i know (laughs) absolutely i'm on basically all social media platforms facebook instagram and twitter just lamoris crawford yeah look me up and i connect with people and i love people so yeah that would that would be the way for sure Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and Jing listeners for that. And I just love hearing some of these dreams and the intentionality. It's encouraging for me. It makes me excited even about my own dreams and things that I I would love to do someday. So thank you for that. Well, thanks for having me, man. Keep keep doing the work. Keep following your dream and keep helping people. You do that. Got to take care of the rest. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Listeners, thank you as well. Join us next time. We're going to continue to help you get unstuck so that you can start creating your future. Suppose you enjoyed today's episode of the Learned Opportunity Podcast, and you want to help create hundreds of opportunities for emerging leaders. In that case, there are a couple of ways that you can support this mission. One, you can make sure to follow or subscribe to the Learned Opportunity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews with thought leaders, experts, and other emerging leaders like yourself. Two, you could leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and that really helps more emerging leaders discover the show. And third, you could share this episode with someone you want to help get unstuck so that they can start creating more opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So as always, I love to hear from you. Reach out to me if you'd like. You can send me a message on Instagram at DJECCLES, or you can send me an email at Daniel at learnedopportunity.com.